Lift your Bibles up, wave them around, make Jesus glad, the devil mad, and let's say this together. Say, Heavenly Father, I'm tuned in to live stream because the Word of God is alive and powerful. And I thank you for that Word that's coming forth just for me. And I'm not just a hearer of the Word, but I'm a doer of the Word also. And I thank you for supernatural revelation in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's look at Romans chapter 5, please. And a uh, very familiar verse of Scripture. I tell you, many, many years ago when I got a hold of these verses, I mean, it changed my life. <laughs> but, you know, faith doesn't come by having heard. It comes by hearing and hearing. So Romans 5, 17, the Apostle Paul is writing, and he said, For if by one man's offense, talking about Jesus, uh, talk, talking about Adam, excuse me, Adam sinned, death reigned by one. Much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. And that word reign there is not reign like uh, wet rain, it's talking about R-E-I-G-N, rain. <laughs> it, may, it means rule. Much more shall they who've received the abundance of, of, uh, of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. And I like what uh, the Amplified says, they'll reign as kings in life. And how? By Jesus Christ. And then I want to remind you in Genesis 1:26. In the Living Bible, uh, it's talking about the creation. And God said, and let us make a man just like ourselves and uh, in our image, and let us make them masters of all of life. <laughs> masters of all of life. And so tonight I wanted to uh, share a message entitled, Reigning in Your Domain. Reigning in Your Domain. You know, when Paul wrote this, kings reigned over their domains. And uh, you're to reign over your domain. I mean, what do you mean by your, your domain? Well, your life. You're not reigning over other people, but you're reigning over your life, your flesh, your mind, your thought life. Uh, you're, if, you're a, if you're a father, you ought to be reigning over the spiritual atmosphere of your home, reigning over, you know, uh, the atmosphere around your home. It's so important for your family. And uh, for your health, reign over your health, reign over your finances, uh, reign over all demonic powers, anything that comes against you. God's not coming against you. God's on your side. Anything coming against you is coming from the devil. So reign over him and uh, all that hinders. And uh, somebody said, well, why, can't we, why do we have to do that? Why, I've never heard of this before. Well, that's... You know, that's the reason why there's so much trouble in the earth, especially in America. I mean, America is supposed to be a Christian nation. And if the church would reign more instead of complain <laughs> and blame, I think we wouldn't have near as much trouble. We would, we would be able to take authority as kings over this nation. And uh, we wouldn't be so quick to vote for fools. Man, I tell you what, we have voted for a whole slate of them. And uh, we need to stop that. <laughs> we need to make sure that when we vote that we're transferring our authority to people that have common sense. Preferably if they're Christians, it would help. So uh, what happens when we don't reign is there becomes a power vacuum. I was teaching on this not long ago. And power vacuums occur when people don't step up and reign the way they're supposed to, to and rule and reign. Then the devil sees that. I, I call it the gap 
between knowing and doing. See, a lot of us know these things, and, uh, but we don't do them consistently. We don't spend time speaking and declaring in our lives, at least not in the way a king would. You know, a king would issue an edict, would issue a command, and then people would run to put that into effect. Did you know that you have angels waiting to hear what you say? And when you just talk about the problem, they fold their wings and fold their hands and they can't go anywhere because they hearken only to the voice of God's Word. So when we, when we complain and when we blame others and when we do all that kind of thing, well, our angels are not involved. And we're not reigning in our domain. So who is reigning? Well, the devil's reigning and demon powers are reigning. And they're, they're, there's a power vacuum and they hurry up and they, they speed to occupy that. Our mighty place and privilege in Christ. Just it's an, an amazing thing that, that what God has done. Uh, and Ephesians 1, I think it's worth us looking at that. Ephesians chapter 1 verse uh, 21, 22. I wanted to read this. We're talking about reigning in our domain. And so it says in verse 22, and he hath put, God hath put all things under Jesus' feet and gave him to be the head over all things to his church, which is his body, the fullness of him which filleth all in all. Notice in the Amplified. Let me read it to you out of that. It's even clearer. And he has put, and I'm talking about God has put, God has put all things under Christ's feet. And where are the feet? They're in the body. And where is the body? The body's on the earth. So God has put all things under Jesus' feet and has appointed him the universal and supreme head of the church, a headship that, listen to this, a headship exercised throughout the church, which is his body. So when we say Jesus is the head and the head is up in heaven, well, that's true, but the headship is exercised through the body which is on the earth. That kind of makes a lot of what I hear people praying vain repetition. They're not praying according to the word of God. They ought to be ruling. They ought to be reigning instead of praying. There's a time for prayer. There's a time to ask God. But why are we going to ask God to do something that he's already given us the authority to accomplish? The answer is he doesn't. <laughs> and so when we're begging God to heal our land, it's, to me, I mean, it's just a waste of time. Because God has done everything about our land that he's going to do about healing it. When he sent Jesus Christ to the earth, and then he executed his plan by placing the church here. <laughs> it's the church's job to rule and to reign on the earth. <laughs> Amen. So Jesus is the head over all things for the benefit of the church. His body. The church is individually and collectively. I mean, it means, it means collectively and individually. In your life individually and in your life collectively when we, when we get together at Glorious Way Church and we speak and decree and declare things. Just like a king used to do. When a decree, a, a decree came from the lips of the king, as I said, people would fall all over themselves to execute it. And that's what needs to happen again. The church needs to quit begging God and start decreeing and making decrees and declarations. 
And I, I, these governors and these county judges and some of these non-elected officials, they make all kind of decrees and declarations all the time. They're the most foolish things I've ever heard. I was hearing about uh, uh, another one of Fauci saying we need to close down for Christmas and all this kind of stuff. These people are nuts. I just, I just tune them out. I don't listen to them. So uh, <clears throat> the church individually and collect collectively should reign, that is exercise authority over all things as a king would. Over all things as a king would. Think about that. See the gap between knowing and doing. See, we can know to do something and then not do it. Did you know the Bible says for him to know to do a thing and not do it is sin unto him? <laughs> I mean, when you know what to do and you don't do it, <laughs> you know, and so we need to close that gap. Why? Because the gap is where the devil comes in. That's the power vacuum. The gap between knowing and doing is where the devil comes in and fills the gap. And he's done that in our government. He's done that all across the country. He's done that with non-elected bureaucrats because there was a power vacuum because the church didn't rise up and make its own decrees and say things like, you know what? We know the Supreme Court ruled that abortion is okay. We rule that it's not okay. And we resist the Supreme Court. We don't believe that they were right in that judgment. And 40 years ago, the church should have stood up on its hind legs and refused to follow the dictates of the Supreme. Well, that's the law of the land. No, see, we're the law of the land, not them. They're supposed to be public servants. I have heard legal experts say that Roe v. Wade was one of the worst legal decisions that's ever been rendered in history. So please, you know, and, and for them to turn the Constitution into a permission for women to kill their babies is the most outrageous thing. And the church did little or nothing. And here it is 50 years later, and we're still dealing with it. Come on, folks, it's time to quit being so complacent and compliant. And let's rule and reign as kings in life. Amen. <laughs> I tell you, you know, there's, there's a lot of resistance. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. You've never known resistance until you begin to rise up in your own life and begin to rule and reign through Christ. And you begin to take your divine authority over your thought life, over your flesh, over your feelings, your emotions. When you begin to do that, there is going to come an opposition against you. And uh, that's why, because the, the devil knows that if you get a hold of your authority and you use it, he's finished. <laughs> well, I think it's time for the devil to be finished, don't you? Amen. We have to quit begging God to do what Jesus already did <laughs> and rise up and reign in this life through Jesus Christ and reign as kings. You know, I was thinking about today how easy it is for people to feel like victims. Uh, victimhood is, is promoted in the Democrat Party particularly. This is how they've gained power. They, they talk to individual groups. They'll, they'll, they'll talk to a racial group or they'll talk to a, a group of uh, people that have uh, sexual dysfunction. And, and they, they find all these minority groups and he, they feed the uh, discontent and the victimhood. And they try to convince them that, that everybody hates them, that everybody has discriminated against them, that everybody has treated them unfairly, and they get them to become a victim mentality. 
And what they've discovered years ago is when people are victim-minded, then the Democrats can appear to be the answer to their victimhood. They are going to be the ones that will go and represent them and make things right again, which they've got a very poor record of that. <laughs> when you, if you're really honest, you know, it's just their, their record is poor. That's because they're not God. They're not God, and they're not doing th things God's way. And so that is out in our society right now. And uh, whatever's in society can tend to leak into the church where it doesn't belong. You know, in the church, the victim mentality does not belong to us. I mean, we're, we're not victims. We're more than conquerors through him who loved us. We're to rule and reign as we've been made masters of all of life. We've been given authority. The headship of Jesus Christ is, is, is executed through the church on the earth. And so it, it, there is no room in the church for victim-mindedness. And so that was the inspiration for this message. I've preached it many times before. But uh, I, sometimes we just need to look at things at a perspective because our nation is in need of the church to rise up as kings and begin to rule and to reign and to lead and to close the gap between knowledge and action between knowledge and action. You know, I heard, you know, uh, a radio program coming home from church the other night, Sunday night. Uh, uh, I was listening to Mark Levin. I like Mark. He's a Jewish man and he's a patriot. And someone was calling into his show and they were griping about all the trouble and, and how terrible the election was stolen and da-da-da-da-da. They were just kind of preaching to the choir, you know. And, and I like, I like Mark. He just got right down to it. He says, okay, I hear that. Now, what are you going to do about it? And the guy stumbled and stuttered. <laughs> See, he wasn't prepared for action. <laughs> he was only prepared to gripe. He was only prepared to point out the problem. Let's point out the problem. And that's what I hear a lot. I hear about a lot about the problem. But what are we going to do about it? <laughs> and so that... Again, that kind of inspired this message tonight to close the gap between knowledge and action about ruling and reigning. So uh, this message is, 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 is basically uh, between two, uh, two ideas, uh, two action points. Quit one action and start the other action. So overall, overarching, I've got three things and the, and the and the, the title over all three of them is Quit Blaming and Start Reigning. <laughs> Let's say that out loud. Quit blaming and start reigning. <laughs> you know, that's what you can do. You can quit blaming and start reigning. And now quit blaming what or who? So quit blaming, number one, quit blaming God. <laughs> you know, we blame God when we say, well, why, God, why did God allow that? Why did God allow this? Why did God allow? Well, it's clear from the scriptures that we're in charge. God's not in charge anymore. He gave the power and the authority to the church. If something is going on in America, it's not because God allowed, it's because we allowed. Quit blaming God. God is the way out. God is the answer. Why did God allow that? I hear that a lot. Don't ever say that. God allows everything we allow. Uh, you know, well, God must be mad at me. No. If he's mad at you, he's not going to act on his anger. 
He could be. You know what? Unbelief does anger God, but he doesn't act on his anger. If he did, you'd, you'd vaporize. No, if you're, if you're walking in unbelief and you're questioning him and, and, and blaming him, yeah, he might be angry, but he's not, not angry enough to hurt you. He's not going to teach you any kind of lesson. He must be teaching me a lesson. No, what? Or have you learned it yet? Either you're a bad student or he's a bad teacher. Which is it? <laughs> but God doesn't use circumstances to teach us. We might learn something, but it's not God doing it. Circumstances occur a lot of times because there's a power vacuum. <laughs> See, we're going to close the gap between knowledge and action tonight. Well, there must be some high purpose God has for this. I don't know what it is. Well, you're never going to know because that's not right. That's not the true way of thinking about it. Things happen to everyone. Bad things happen to good people. It happens all the time. It's called circumstances. It's part, it's part of life, living on, on this planet with, where there's devils and demon powers. We're to rule over them and reign over them. So start reigning over the devil and demon power. Start telling uh, those thoughts that come against you. We'll, we'll talk about our thought life in the next one. But, uh, uh, you know, get mad at the devil. He's the one. Bind him. Put him under your feet. I like what one person said. You know, if you've got anything to say to the devil, write it on the bottom of your shoes. <laughs> and uh, reign over your health. Don't just accept pain. Don't accept the doctor's report uh, at face value. I'm not saying that you should discount what the doctor's saying. It's just the doctor is not the final authority on your condition. I hear this all the time. The doctor said, I don't have but... So many months to live. The doctor says, I, I'll have this the rest of my life. The doctor says, well, I understand. You know what? The doctor is limited to the natural. And we have the supernatural. We have this word. We have the word of God that can change anything. With God, all things are possible. And so, you know, let's get out of the, 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 such reverence for the opinions of man. Let's take the experts' opinions for what they are. They're the experts of people that are looking at sense knowledge. And we have what? We have revelation knowledge of the Word of God. That trumps. <laughs> I still like that word. It trumps sense knowledge. Amen. So uh, let's reign over our health, our finances, our circumstances, and what's going on with our kids and so forth and so on. So start reigning. Quit blaming God. Start reigning. And then... The second tendency is quit blaming others. That's, that's the Democrat Party. They blame Trump. They blame Trump for everything. They blame the voters, Trump's voters for everything. They, 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 blame, they blame everybody they can blame but themselves. And let's not be like that. It's a, a victim mentality, whining, complaining, having a pity party, jealousy, envy, what... All of those have one thing in common. Someone else is our problem. No, they're not your problem. Quit blaming others and start reigning over your emotions. I tell you, know, talk to your attitude. <laughs> I've had to do that more than once. <laughs> I remember one time <laughs> we, had been, uh, we had lost our lease on a, on a church building. And we had paid a whole month's rent in advance. Plus, we had paid... Uh, that next month's rent in advance. So we had, or, or, no, we had a deposit, excuse me, we had a damage deposit. So the, 
a, a month rented had, had been paid plus a damage deposit. So I was there to pick up a big check. I mean, because we had been forced to move out of the church and uh, we lost the lease and we had to move out of that church. And so they owed that money to the church and I was waiting in the parking lot. And, uh, and, I, and I remember that day because it was the day that uh, all those Aggies died. I think 13 Aggies died in that terrible collapse of the bonfire. It was right around, right before Thanksgiving. And uh, I was kind of sad about that. I was sad about losing our lease on the building and we had to move and, and you know, it was, it was kind of hard. And, and I was there to pick up that check and I was, I was kind of negative. I had a kind of a sad look on my face and I was, you know, and I, I remember sitting in the car and said, come on, Griner, buck up. Come on, put a smile on your face. It's not that bad. I had, I had, to, I had to spend time taking authority and reigning over my emotions so that I could go up genuinely to that, to that uh, church official and shake his hand and thank him for all the uh, care that they had given uh, and so forth and so on. And I got the check. And, uh, and I, had to, I had to get a hold of my emotions. See, let's, let's talk to our attitudes. Reign over your thought life. When you're thinking these kind of thoughts, you know they're not right. Stop thinking about them. Turn away from them. If you kept on thinking for a while, you might have to ask God to forgive you. You know, if you keep entertaining certain thoughts for a long period of time, it's time then to ask God to forgive you for that. And then turn away from those. Take authority. Reign over your thought life. Tell your flesh to line up. Amen. You know, uh, I've seen people fly that had temper problems or fly off the handle. They, they speak before they think. And, uh, you know, James 1.20, the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. I mean, if you're, you ought to be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. So when we're like that, quit giving yourself permission to be that way. And, and take authority. You are able to reign over your temper. Well, that's just how I am. Well, change how you are. You're supposed to grow. You're supposed to improve. That's what Christians do. Christians don't stay at one stage. They grow through things. But you have to recognize those things, and you have to rule and reign over them. I hope this helps you because a lot of times I have to talk to myself. I had to talk to myself the day that the Supreme Court ruled against President Trump. I was pretty angry there for, for a minute or two. I went out on my patio and I made myself praise God. I, pray, I made myself raise my, I didn't feel like it. I didn't want to, but I disciplined myself to do it. Sometimes you have to discipline your tongue and get your tongue to praise God when it feels like complaining. <laughs> I was listening to a guy that had lost 82 pounds. And he said, you know, I've, I've tried to lose weight before, and I'd get on these weight loss programs, and they were motivation. they get give me a lot of motivation. I got a lot of motivation, but I never lost any weight. <laughs> and I realized what I needed was not motivation. I needed discipline. And I thought about the Christian life. You know, motivation is only, it's only you, can run, you can get motivated and start running around the church. And you can run around the church and run around the church and, uh, and then when you fall down in the front and two nickels roll out of your pockets, well, what, what good did motivation do? You're still broke. You need to learn something about the Word <laughs> and how God's, God's laws of prosperity operate. And it's a discipline. It takes discipline, not just motivation. I love that. I started praising God for the discipline that I have been taught in my Christian walk. And that's what we do here. We, 
We disciple people. We teach them how to discipline themselves. Amen. All right. And the last, quit blaming yourself <laughs> and start reigning over your life today. I mean, we all have coulda, woulda, shouldas in our lives. We all have done things in our past that we're ashamed of. And, you know, really those things are under the blood. Don't allow the devil to condemn you. Don't allow the devil to accuse you. Reign over those kind of thoughts. Those thoughts are illegal. Those thoughts are out of order. God never looks at you through the lens of your past. And I've had to tell people, especially people that came out of a, a cesspool sort of a life. You know, I, I, I thank God. I, my, my parents were both uh, uh, upstanding citizens. My dad and my mother were married for years and years. They were happily married. We had a great home life even before I was saved and they were saved. We had a good home life. We were church people. We were moral people. And I thank God that I didn't come out of a mess. I didn't come out of a cesspool. I mean, I've known people whose parents were drug dealers and, and all kinds of terrible things, you know, all kind of stuff, dysfunction in the home and, and all kind of horrible things happened to them in their childhood and, and all of that. They've got a lot of, of guilt over their past lives and a lot of hang-ups and issues and all of that kind of thing. Everybody has those. And when you get saved, all that is washed away. And then as you grow as a Christian, every time you do miss the mark, you confess it, and then that's washed away. And so there's no reason to carry things around with you that you have done. There's no decisions that you've made that you should have a life of regret or a life of living in the past. I, I like to I say it like this. We need to learn, have, have courage to break off our rearview mirror. <laughs> I mean, you know, the rearview mirror is useful, I guess, when you're backing out of something. Well, we're going down the highway. We're going, you know, we don't need a rearview mirror. We just break it off. Paul said, you know, he said, you know, this, this one thing I do, forgetting the things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So he broke off his rearview mirror. He talked about persecuting Christians, but he didn't do it from the standpoint of guilt. He did it as a testimony. See, there's a total difference. I might talk about my past as part of my testimony, but I don't think about it in between times. I don't think about what I was. I don't think about what I did. I, I broke off my, my rearview mirror years ago, and you need to do the same thing. So quit blaming yourself. Leave yesterday behind <laughs> and start reigning over your life today. Well, I wish I'd reigned over it yesterday. Well, you can't do anything about yesterday. And tomorrow hasn't happened yet, So, but today is the day of salvation. Now is the time of deliverance. So just stand up and start reigning in your life as a king starting now. Start doing it. Start practicing it. And start filling in that, that gap between knowing what to do and doing it. Actually doing it. Being a doer of the word. And uh, I tell you, you'll find that it's a new day. Reign in your domain. Amen. Lift your hands and receive the word of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Be encouraged.